0: Look I always say if you lay down with dogs you get fleas, if you hang around with champions you become one. You're
1: playing the pig pen, you'll end up smelling like one.
0: In this episode of my podcast, season three, I sit down with Sugar Cane Watts, who's preparing for another big fight. He's had over 50 fights in boxing, professional amateur and kickboxing. We talk about the parallels between fighting, business, having the right mindset and how to take your game to the next level. This is one great episode. Thank you. In this episode, I'm sitting with Sugar Kane Watts, a friend of mine, professional boxer who's had over 50 fights combined in professional boxing, amateur boxing, and kickboxing. He's a multiple champion and ranked in the top 10 in the world. Thanks for joining us, Kane.
1: Thanks for having me, Chris. So you've got a big fight coming up. We'll
0: start with that on the 27th
1: of Feb. We have indeed, mate. Of uh, after a bit of a layoff uh, with COVID last year. Um, I had My previous fight before, uh, before this was over in Paris for the world title. So I was meant to fight in May last year and uh, that, that got cancelled due to COVID and we've sort of been resting up till then. And yeah, now the opportunity to, to come back has come, uh, come upon us and yeah, we're grabbing it with both hands. How long have you been fighting for? I had my first fight in uh, 2004, which was a, a kickboxing fight which I, uh, I sort of only set out to have, have one fight and just test the waters. I'd always fancy myself as a bit of a, uh, bit of a fighter and thought I went all right, so I thought I'd uh, better prove myself in the ring. And, uh, and I did that in 2004, having my first kickboxing fight. And then, uh, yeah, after that, I just fell in love with the sport, the training and, and everything that goes with it. Now, um, why do they call you cane? Sugar cane. Sugar cane uh well it started off as kilowatts back in the day but uh, uh one of the ring announcers howard lee i love
0: lee.
1: <laughs> howard lee yeah yeah he uh he gave me the nickname kilowatts and then when i turned to professional boxing he uh he changed it over to sugarcane and sort of stuck after that i love it let me ask you you've had uh, 26 professional boxing fights who would you say
0: your three toughest opponents were
1: uh probably my previous opponent Arsen uh, arsene Goumerin, the current wba world champion he, he was by far the most uh credentialed and and probably toughest guy that i've un, fought undefeated as well wasn't he yeah uh, undefeated and still the current world champion and uh previous to that probably my first loss against oscar siali he, he was a guy uh fought for many many titles commonwealth titles and stuff very tough uh islander and uh Probably uh, Danny Green after that. So Dan- Danny was just, yeah, didn't beat me with skill or anything, but just got the better of me with uh, with experience, I think, so.
0: Oh, that's a great, it was a great fight, and obviously four-time world champion, so, and you went the distance, it was a great fight, so well done on that.
1: Now, uh,
0: I asked this to, if you could fight any fighter in any era, if you had one opportunity to get in the ring, who
1: would you fight? Oh. Any discipline. <laughs> That's a tough one, mate. Every year has got their bloody, got their golden superstars that uh, Correct. So one I would've nice loved to have him. Who would
0: you like to
1: have a- Uh, My, my favourite guy to watch at the moment, which, uh, and he motivates me a lot before uh, before training and sparring sessions, where uh, I watch a lot of his old fire clips, is uh, Canelo Alvarez. Just the way he moves. Is, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's probably, at, at the current, probably that. And then, uh, I don't know, if you go back in time, no, no one can go past Mike Tyson. It was only recently, it was tossing up whether, uh, whether he'd be coming out to Australia. My, my uh, manager and promoter was trying to get him over, and they were looking at possible matches, and I put my hand up and said I'd, uh, I'd get in there for him, just to, to say I've been in there with that champion, so. That
0: will be amazing. And Alvarez is a great fighter. I wished I could see him against Mayweather again, but that's not yeah. gonna happen. So you also run a, a very successful plumbing business what are some of the parallels you find between
1: business and fighting uh the the mindset with with fighting and and just being able to focus on on that one goal and and striving putting all your energy and focus into that one thing i've i i haven't mastered doing that completely with my business but it's in the process of after i finish my boxing career i know the the way I want to head with my business and, and what I want to uh, what I have to put into it to reach the uh, same sort of success I have with uh, with fighting. And I guess like fighting and like business,
0: you're always going to get a lot of setbacks, knockdowns, knockouts, whatever it came. How do you come back from something
1: like that? Ah, uh, mate, I've had them. I've had them with business. I've had them with fighting, and I've had that with my personal life as recent with uh, with seeing my kids and stuff. You know, but, if, if you don't look after yourself in those situations and keep pushing forward and let that get the better of you, you're no good to anyone. I'm no good. No good to my business, no good to my fight career, no good to my kids. So, something you just have to, have to learn to, to push that negative stuff aside and just strive through to be the best version of yourself. Because everyone's got that negative stuff, it's just how you overcome and how you show up every day. It's how you deal with it a lot of people haven't got the the personal tools themselves to how to deal with it but if you're lacking in that area it's something there's plenty of help and stuff out there for people who lack in that area so you mean resilience become
0: tougher and just sh- i guess the most important part i think in business and in fighting is to show
1: up every day and make sure that you commit That's it show up every day and just give your best version of yourself and uh and keep pushing towards Towards that goal, you might get knocked down, but as the uh, the famous Rocky Balboa story, might get knocked down uh, seven times, get up eight, you know, and keep moving forward. It's funny you say that, because in
0: one of our previous podcasts, we had a three-time world champion friend of yours, Sam Solomon. And I mentioned that, and Rocky's a big fan of his. (laughs) And he said... And I wish I could remember the name of the fight. He said, "Rocky never came up with that saying." He mentioned an old famous boxer that did. Yeah. Rocky just reminded everyone of it.
1: <laughs> and I, it's funny because everyone will say it's Rocky. Yeah. How
0: many times do you train before leading up to a fight? What does your training week look like?
1: I, I try. I train six days a week and twice a day normally. Like today, I was I was down at the sea bars. I ran ran five k's down there at five o'clock this morning, and then then uh, did, did some work in the pool and out in the out in the bay and then uh, this afternoon I'll go have a, a skill session in the boxing gym. So I'm, I'm doing that, try to do that every day, and I'll alternate my uh, my gym sessions with uh, sparring sessions like the the afternoon sessions each day. So I'll, I'll never spar twice in a row, I'll always have a day off. And
0: Is that off? so your body can relax?
1: Uh, And recover. Like and hits in the head and, and your body and stuff. You need to let your body recover a little bit. So. Of course. And do you, stop, do you stop sparring the week prior to your fight? Yeah, we, we always train flat out up until the last week and then that, that last week's a taper week. And we just use that to, to cut our weight and get our mindset a bit more sharper than uh, than what it might be, and make sure that everything's uh, fallen into place. For
0: so the last week, we're based on mindset, sharpening up your skills, and just preparing for your fight. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, what does a recovery look like after a big fight? Whether it's win, lose, or draw, what does a recovery look like?
1: Uh, mate, it, it all depends on the fight. I, I've been I've been pretty lucky throughout my career that I've always pulled up pretty good. Worst, uh, worst things have probably been the after parties, if, uh, <laughs> if anything. But yeah, but majority injury-wise and stuff, I've, I've always pulled up. Yeah, fantastic so far. Touchwood. So yeah, normally I'll, I'll take a week or two off and just relax and, and uh, yeah, let everything sink in. What what happened with the fight and the whole lead-up. It's, it's a pretty massive thing to um, to take on, like physically and mentally, leading up to it. Do you watch your fights after you, f- after the fight? And
0: uh, some fighters do, some don't, and I always like asking that question.
1: Yeah, I always watch them eventually. Like my, my previous one, it took me eight or nine months to watch it back. When I fought Danny Green, I didn't watch it back for a year and a half after that fight. Why is that? I, I'm not too sure. There, nothing, nothing that had personally affected me mentally or anything. I just, yeah, I just... didn't bring myself to watch it like that was a 10 round wasn't it yeah yeah yeah.
0: you the the fight that you've got coming up on the 27th how many rounds is that uh it's going to be eight rounds eight three-minute rounds and obviously you're hoping to get another world title shot in the near future yeah that's a lead-up fight isn't it
1: that this is this is a lead-up fight just getting back into the ring get the ball rolling again with things it's been just over a year with, uh, with a bit of a layoff. So yeah, we, we need to get the ball rolling. And coming up to a big fight like that, you need that pre-preparation, I think, and a couple of good fights under your belt. So you've uh, got your eye in and, and things in place. So like, I know, I know as a fighter, you need to surround yourself
0: with amazing fighters and champions, and I think it's very similar in business. Can you just talk to that a bit? Why is it important to have the right trainer Spar the right fighters and surround yourself with champions.
1: For me, I, I think it's a it's a confidence thing. Like my previous fight, I was going in, going in over to Paris, over to the other side of the world to face the current world champion in front of thirty thousand people. In front of thirty thousand people, I, I that lead up, I, I flew over to Thailand. I was there for a month training in uh, the back of Phuket in a place called uh, chelong and. It's renowned for the world's best fighters going there, like USC guys. And one of the guys I was uh, I was sparring and doing a lot of training there with uh, a guy by the name of Mark Godbear. He um, he was training up for the world bare knuckle uh, championship when I was there. And after we finished sparring, he went over to went over to America, fought on Kem Shamrock's uh, bare, bare knuckle world title fight, and. Uh, you end up taking that out and it was like that that for me was a confidence builder being able to train with those sort of guys and still be able to mix it with them there was another guy uh a russian guy that uh was a thing he was a light heavyweight uh world champion fights on the um the one championship yep which is oh. a, which is a mma yeah so i was doing a lot of work with him as well and yeah it's just it's an amazing atmosphere when you're surrounded uh, in a gym full of champions and, and guys that are striving for what you're striving for as well. Look, I always say, if you lay down with dogs, you get fleas. If you hang around with
0: champions, you become one. You're playing the pig pen, you're end I was smelling that one. That's right. Now, so, Kane, I've got some quick fire questions. Now, a fun fact with Sugar Kane, we're actually on a bridal party together. And another interesting fact, I heard he doesn't box as well when he's had a couple of drinks, so that's the, probably a good time to spar him. <laughs> Now, Kane, ready for our quick-fire questions? Are you ready?
1: Yep.
0: If you could have one last meal, what would it be?
1: One last meal? That's a tough one because food's probably my uh, big step. I can't uh, can't get enough, but, uh, yeah, Italian food, probably pizza for me, wood-fired pizza.
0: So good old Grady, all right. (laughs) If you had, if your house was on fire and you had to run in to get two things, assuming your family's out, what would you get?
1: Uh, Photo albums. And, uh,
0: probably my dog. <laughs> Na- name of a book that you've read that's positively influenced, influenced
1: you. Uh, probably, uh, book of Bob Jones, uh, let the good times roll.
0: Who would play you in a movie or the story of your life? Which actor? i
1: been told I look like a couple of actors. <laughs> uh... I don't know, Denzel Washington's probably my favorite.
0: That's all right.
1: We'll take you up and we we'll go. go. Yeah. Now, any tattoos, if so, where? Uh, I've got quite a few tattoos, actually. I've got, I've got full shorts yep. and, uh, and left side of my body tattooed. Is that if you ever forget your shorts, you, know, you can go out with them? That's it, I can, I can go skinny dipping quite easily and get away with it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Cool. If you had
0: one superpower, what would it be? Uh, probably read people's minds. It's always a good one, you'll be good at poker. <laughs> if you were not working your current career or fighting, so if you didn't have a plumbing business and you weren't a professional boxer, what would you do?
1: I don't, I don't know, I've always, always wanted to steer over to the, um, I don't know, help, helping young kids with, uh, with mindset and stuff like that, so met, probably mentoring uh, young kids. It's
0: Probably why you drew, drew to boxing, it's a very, you need a great mindset to be a good boxer. When you started out on your career, what was the hardest thing you had to learn? Tell me both in boxing, fighting, and in, and in, and in your business.
1: Uh, business, I started off my business without knowing anything about business whatsoever. So I, uh, yeah, I had to learn many fundamentals of the cash flow and quoting, quoting work, had a relationship build with uh, getting clients and stuff yep. like that. So, there was a lot with that and probably the fighting i, I went from a, a team sport aspect where we were drinking from friday through to sunday majority of the time with a, a football football club was all orientated around the football club mateship yep. so when i went into fighting uh, into an individual sport it was all about me like i was I would get up at 5am, I'd be go run, running by myself. No one was driving me to push me to do that stuff. I had probably six months when I first had my first fight, all my mates ringing me, telling me to come out, just have one drink and... Never one drink, is it? Nah, if I have one, I may as well have 50. Yeah. <laughs> so it took a, took a lot of uh, mental strength and stuff to to focus on that one thing and, and pursue what I wanted to, want to achieve with that area. So.
0: so basically what you said is discipline and getting started. So in business, it's the biggest key points, getting started, because that's obviously gonna propel you forward, and you're not gonna get anywhere without discipline, which is why you can train twice a day and get that's yourself it. up for the fights. Now, from this whole episode, you've shared things about business, you've shared things about boxing. Give me two takeaways that you want the audience to take from our discussion today. Besides the fact you need to come and watch him fight on the 27th of February. And I love the ticket names as well, Straight of COVID, which is a, a classic. Kane is fighting main event, so if you can come down and support him. And we're currently sitting in one of the gyms here where he trains at. Where, where, where exactly uh, is the gym?
1: Superfight Gym in St Kilda. So they, these guys have been kind enough to look after me for many years. So if you're looking to get started in, uh, in Muay Thai, get down and see uh, Don Miller down at uh, Super Gym in St Kilda
0: and mention Kane, and they'll look after you. So, um, what are some of
1: the key takeaways? Uh, oh, the key takeaways that I, I would like people to take on is just uh, just focus on on try focus on one thing that you want to uh, you want to achieve, and just show up every day trying to that, that don't care about the uh, amount of knockbacks and and stuff you get trying to trying to achieve that goal. Just keep showing up every day, and. Uh, there was a, f- a nice saying that I heard Denzel Washington say, if you ha- hang around the barbershop long enough, you'll end up getting a haircut. So
0: I've heard that yeah, too. No, as well. if,
1: you, if you keep showing up every day and just keep keep pursuing for that goal, just uh, things will fall into place.
0: 100%. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much have you enjoyed this podcast?
1: Yeah, oh, 10, mate.
0: 10 there out you go, of 10. solid 10. <laughs> Thank you for everyone out there. Hope you enjoyed it. Keep punching.